0: Okay, sorry, I'm,
1: fine. I'm not. I'm just. I'm actually not following. Sorry.
0: Okay. Well, don't worry about it then. I, I can't be asked to explain it.
1: I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both chaps. What? No, we're both guys. We're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film podcast.
0: It's my birthday in March. <laughs> <coughs> it, is, it is my birthday in March We're talking about March films And that's my birthday month Did
1: I put you off because I didn't say March based films Or something like that
0: Yeah 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 yeah.
1: Didn't give you the sort of tee up for your kickoff there But, but now people what? know that it's going to be in My March, birthday So they in can March get planning for what your um,
0: Get planning permission is.
1: <laughs> 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 Planning permission for the new shed That all <laughs> the listeners are buying Oh
0: here we go <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so what's coming up on today's show Because it is a show
1: Okay, um, so on today's show We're going to do Because we failed miserably To kind of stick to our own normal routine And yeah. make the last episode of every month A look ahead to the following month We're getting back in the swing of that And covering March movies
0: And because my, and because the look aheads are, are our like zero effort ones It's like a little holiday where Where we don't have so much effort in I mean if that's, that's the way
1: that you look at this podcast, then we' we'll have probably get bigger problems uh
0: i've got I've got recordings uh from about three minutes ago of you saying, "Well, I've not really got a lot <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I don't think that's true I can that's, hold you to account that's probably the part where you then pipe in a quote of me saying exactly that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um. Cool. Okay, so then uh, we've also got life scores right before that. But up first,
0: it's Segi 1. Yeah. What we're we doing there. What's that all about? We're going to be having a little quiz. We're going to be playing off each other, I suppose, but we're going to be using Alexa as the uh, conduit. So we're going to be asking Alexa, you know, what the best or worst film or both is of a particular actor slash And we'll have a little guess of our own. You can have a guess at home, and then when we finally ask, it's—I mean—it's interactive in more than one way. Okay, yeah, great. It's very
1: interactive. Yeah, Alexa, are you happy to help us out with that?
2: This might answer your question. I found over forty-two thousand rivers in the United States, (coughs) including the Missouri River, the Mississippi River, the Yukon River, and the Rio Grande.
1: Okay, so I mean, it could yeah. be that Seggy 1 goes a little bit off off uh, the rails, but we'll see how it goes.
0: I mean, she's got she's got a very surreal sense of humour has Alexa.
1: Yeah, a little bit avant-garde.
0: Yeah, um, but you know,
1: fine. Fine, and talking about interaction, here's an awful segue into uh, telling people that she go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and uh, follow us or like us or whatever you do over there. And okay. then just you know, get in touch or chat about the episodes that you've listened to, or episodes you'd like us to do, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got a question what What do you think the best um, like the best snack is to eat whilst listening to the podcast? Um, what do you think the best snack is: Facon
2: Facon.:
1: Yeah, facon. Oh, okay. Alexa, what's
0: your favorite snack?
2: There's nothing better than grapes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay cool I think this segment's gonna good. work yeah okay, okay.
1: <laughs> there's nothing better than grapes <laughs> yes yeah. okay
0: yeah, can I just ask you before we move on to Sekiwon, uh, do you remember the uh, the Transformers
1: Um, I don't remember the original movie I'm aware of the concept of the Transformers though. okay
0: yeah, yeah cool why oh, did that add anything to the podcast at all me asking you that no. Why? Okay, well, we'll move on to Segi 1 now. Guys, on Bill. Yeah, but guys,
2: we'll talk about Bill. Yeah. It's the guys on Bill Podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. Yeah. It's the guys on Bill Podcast for
0: real. Oh. Just just before um, we get into Segi 1, Ian, do, <coughs> do you remember He Man? Yes. And has remembering He Man added anything to this podcast of any sort of substance whatsoever? Well, maybe the listener's got a nice image now.
2: Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Fine. Okay. So, second one then.
1: Okay. The format of this is going to be, or the five mat will be that we ask each other what we yeah. think the best movie or worst movie or both is. Or for both. An actor. Yeah, I think both is fine. And yeah. um, we'll both have a shot at what we think it is, and then we'll find out from Alexa what the truth behind the matter
0: is. Okay. Well, let's go with our Owen. Okay. By our, our Owen, we mean Owen Wilson. Great. Okay.
1: So, Owen what Wilson. do you
0: think the worst Owen Wilson film is?
1: I've quite liked all of them. I'm, pre- <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure that I, I'm guessing that Father Figures, the one that's coming out soon. Is probably okay. So,
0: you're you're going for you're going for that one. Is going to be his
1: worst to date.
0: His worst to date. That's going to come out of Alexa's lips. That's what she's going to say. You're um echo or amazon it has got lips it doesn't <laughs> okay uh all right i think <laughs> i don't <a> lot... <laughs> buy
1: things from those websites anymore
0: <laughs> okay um <laughs> i i think that it's probably going to be anaconda
1: yep good show
0: yeah is that a good shout good
1: shout no let's find out alexa
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's a good catchphrase
1: <laughs> alexa what's owen wilson's worst film
2: according to imdb The movie-saving Christmas has the lowest rating of 1.6 out of 10 with 4,707 votes.
1: That's just the worst movie. It's not Owen Wilson's worst movie. This could be a long night. Shall we try a different person and just see if it works? Just off the top of your head. Um, Alexa, what's Sam Worthington's best film?
2: The jury's still out on that one.
1: Okay, fair. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Alexa, what's Chris Pine's best film?
2: The best Chris Pine film is Figures of Speech.
1: <laughs> I love how there was no justification that time. It was just this is fucking true. Deal with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Chris, well, Pine, I think- Chris Pine thinks his finest work is Star Trek and she's like, nope. That's not your. That's not your best film.
0: So you've heard a couple of little uh, edited snippets there, but we've had to consult actual Rotten Tomatoes for uh, Owen Wilson's worst film, and Ian, we were both wrong. What was his worst? So you film? said it was. You said it was Father Figures, but that clocks. I mean, it's rotten, but it only clocks in at twenty-two percent.
1: Okay, it's not low um, enough.
0: Anaconda is actually scoring a bit better. It's still rotten, but it's. Thirty-nine percent.
1: Okay, so what's his
0: worst? At seven percent is "Are You Here"? I I mean, this is live learn. So this was out in uh, 2014. So it's quite recent. It's a comedy. uh, Is that Directed and written by Matthew Weiner. What? What? I thought I thought I'd get a bigger bigger laugh out of you there. Uh, Let's try one more. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Okay, Dwayne Johnson. His best film is. Um, you know what I, I, I'm going to go Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle I'm going to say that, that it, it, it's probably is his best film Jumanji <laughs> yeah and uh, I think his worst film is probably Pain and Gain oh really yeah because people don't like people don't like Michael Bay they don't understand
1: I'm sure they understand no
0: they, they don't yeah. people like you
1: I actually think Pain and Gain's one of the better Michael Bay films.
0: Wow. Okay, well, let's see what Alexa thinks. So what, what, do, you, well, what, what do you think, first of all? What do you think his best film is? I
1: haven't really got a favourite, if I'm honest. That's the difference between him and uh, Arnie, really. It's like, kind of, Dwayne's the same in all his films. I'm not sure, really. I'm going to say Walking Tall.
0: Okay, good shout. And,
1: and then Worst it's quite Reed. tough
0: he did that is it Southland or whatever that was the Donnie Darko Southland Tales or something yeah that was pretty badly rated wasn't it Might. well it I, be. I
1: don't I don't know it so I can't guess it but okay, I'm going to skip we'll just, we should just find out I think okay Alexa what's Dwayne Johnson's highest rated movie
2: the best Dwayne Johnson film is Polynesian power
1: excuse yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> uh <I'll>... <laughs> <laughs> excuse me say what (laughs) 2005 Polynesian power Wow. narrated by The Rock Polynesian power chronicles the ascent of the Polynesians in American football and the cultural history that defies these journeys defines these journeys profiling two Samoan athletes Pisa Tinasamoa and Isaac Sapoga Polynesian Power explores America's diverse cultural base and the challenges of chasing dreams. Sounds quite good.
0: Yeah, all for it. And
1: I mean, it's rated pretty highly. So
0: Okay. What's it called again?
1: Polynesian Power. Okay. Islanders in pro football. Uh, So we're learning here. And what's his worst? Alexa, what's Dwayne Johnson's worst movie?
2: According to IMDb, the Movie Saving Christmas has the lowest rating oh, of 1.6 to stop. 4, stick to the script. You need to need to to Alexa, the mo-
1: stop. Alexa, what's Dwayne Johnson's lowest rated movie?
2: Sorry, I don't know that.
1: It does. She does. It's in there somewhere. It's in the internet. <laughs> <coughs> um, okay, well, let me somewhere, find out. It's on,
0: it's on the internet somewhere. Okay. Um, his his worst, his lowest rated is actually Baywatch. Okay. Yeah.
1: There you I go. can get behind that. Yeah, um, cool. Do you think this has been our worst um, Segi 1 for a long time? No,
0: because what, what we're experiencing isn't, experiencing isn't what people have heard. What people have heard is a, a flowing, fast paced segment 1.
1: Okay. That sounds good. As long as you've got the uh, editing
0: prowess and patience to do it, that's fine. Okay. So let's do one more. And you can, you can choose. You can have the casting vote. It's up to you. In Ian can decide mode, it's all to play for.
1: Um, okay, let's go with Harrison Ford.
0: Harrison Ford? I mean, is he a director?
1: No, I decided against director because I was going to go for Dario Argento and I thought, no one's going to find that funny.
0: <laughs> okay. So we're going for Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I would say
1: my best is probably Blade Runner. Okay. Original. Mm Mm-hmm. And worst is probably K19 Widowmaker. He's been been one where he played like a sort of version of Steve Jobs. Um, Porter years anyway, whilst whilst I consult IMDb.
0: Well, I think that his best film is probably going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then I think his worst film is going to be Crystal Skull.
1: Oh yeah, good show Crystal Skull's are real... Oh, can you do the catchphrase? Good show, let's find out Alexa, what's Harrison Ford's best movie?
2: The best Harrison Ford film is Flying the Feathered Edge The Bob Hoover Project (laughs) No,
0: it's not
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is why, this
0: is Ian This is why voice-activated speech things just do not work. I've told you this before. This has all been for me to prove a point. It doesn't work. And it's all bullshit.
1: So Flying the Feathered Edge, the Bob Hoover Project. Okay, so it does exist. Okay, so I, I don't know what this is, but it was released in 2014. The life and career of aviator Robert Hoover, a World War II pilot, a graduate of the Navy Air Force on a test pilot course. and a celebrated experimental test pilot. Um, I don't know why that seems to be the best, but let's find out the worst. Alexa, what's Harrison Ford's worst-rated movie?
2: The worst-rated Harrison Ford film is Random Hearts. Uh,
0: that's that's
1: probably fair. 1999. Yep. After a plane crash. Oh, he loves planes, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. After a plane crash in which both their spouses are killed, Sergeant Dutch Van Den Broek... Uh, Harrison Ford and Congresswoman Kay Chandler Chris and Scott Thomas his lives lives are connected so there you go
2: didn't
0: he do another one where he's in a plane crash yeah six days and seven nights I'm sure they have a plane crash in that he
1: loves a plane crash he does his own stunts for them
0: he loves a plane crash okay so yeah what do you think to um, voice activated things now I mean do you think what do you think do you think it's still got a ways to go
1: yeah I mean that was tough wasn't
0: it yeah But we got through it. I'm sure it'll be great. Ask um, Alexa if she remembers the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Alexa,
1: do you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
2: The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are four fictional teenage anthropomorphic turtles named after Renaissance Italian artists. The members are Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo and Raphael. All
0: right. She's just remembering something. I mean, how interesting is that? Yeah Let's go to life score Live score How Are you Live score I'm fine Thank you Live score How have ten Live score Pro- Probably like a, th- a four How are you Ian?
1: So that's live scores yeah? Yeah Oh um, I'm doing quite good Okay um, What's been going on? Felt a little bit Like sick And like I've got Sort of chest today actually But overall Still pretty good Just fighting through Holly yeah, um, okay, nothing's going to stop you Yeah, exactly, I'm I'm too tough for feeling so, sorry for myself okay. um, So yeah, um, overall pretty good Um haven't done an awful lot of film related things this week But um, I watched Last Flag Flying
0: Okay, tell me is, about
1: that So it's from January 2018 And it's January. already, it's now on uh, Prime Video Okay Already. So I don't know if that means it's done terribly in the cinema, which I maybe could expect. But um, anyway, so here's the official synopsis. The official synopsis Thirty years after they served together in Vietnam, a former Navy corpsman What? Navy corpsman. Okay. Navy Corps. Alright. Larry Doc Shepherd reunites with his old buddies, former Marine Sam Nealon, Sal Sal Nealon, and Reverend Richard Muller to bury his son, a young Marine killed in the Iraq War. So it's interesting. Um, The tagline is their last mission wasn't on the battlefield.
0: (laughs) Why'd you have to say it like that for? It's (laughs) (laughs) It's just fun. Is it fun, is it?
1: A little bit, but it makes it sound maybe like there's more to it.
2: <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe like there's something suspicious going on. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought it was better than I expected. Um, about halfway through, I was a little bit like, this has no right to really be a film. Like, what's going on? Nothing. It's just going on now. Um, but uh-huh. then to- towards the tail end of it, I did kind of get wrapped up in it a little bit. It's uh-huh. like kind of um, obviously... Like pulling at heartstrings and sentimentality towards the end of it, it was fine. There's quite a lot of um, three old men regaling stories and kind oh,
0: remembering of remembering stuff.
1: Yeah, remembering things. Okay. Um, and mm. but but then joking and laughing in a way that it becomes quite obvious that they're all forcing <laughs> laughter out. You know that kind of like <laughs> we've got great chemistry. We're all yeah yeah know, we yeah. We were all in the same place before. There's quite a lot of that, and at times it's a little bit annoying. But um, have a watch. It's free on Prime Video, as you've got Prime. Okay, sure. It's just there. Have a look. Um, Besides that, not too much else, really. Um, So overall, I'm going to say, I think I'm probably around a cool original 7.5. Okay. Maybe an 8. Let's say 8, because 7.5 is quite depressing. I'm going to go 8. Okay. Okay. How about you?
0: I'm going to go straight in and say uh, I'm at a nine. Oh, what?
1: Shit. He's broken some sort of running record.
0: I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for the second week on the truck, I've uh, I've PB'd myself <laughs> at the part run. So uh, yeah, so I was very happy about that. I was uh, very. You can elated. stretch this
1: out really long, like if you started. As slow as you possibly could each week. Yeah, so you just could get a PB right. every
0: week. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, I mean, you could you could have that feeling every week. Uh, but now I've got to try extra hard every week to gain that time. Um, okay. So that was that was good. Well, I'm saying that that was good. I'm feeling good. Um I've been to see Black Panther. Uh, which, just
1: before we move on from running, how are yeah. your hips and knees feeling? Uh, really good. Okay. Have you adjusted um, your gait?
0: Uh yes yeah I'm, I'm I'm definitely not heel striking anymore I'm I'm definitely more mid to front of my foot bing, bing.
1: mid to front striker
0: okay. yeah okay so yeah okay. I've been to Black Panther um, okay. I went on my own which was you know which is fine uh, there was a guy sitting next to me all the way through it that was just every time because in the music uh, so it's in a fictional place called Wakanda which mm-hmm. is uh, in South Africa. In, it's like it's a little bit like the island in Wonder Woman, where nobody knows it's there. It's like hidden in plain sight, kind of thing. Okay. Um And and like a lot of the music is like kind of African music. It's a lot of tribal drumming. It's re- it's really good. And when there's a lot of uh, scenes of uh, vistas and things like that over Wakanda, like vistas. There's a little bit of like kind of uh well, it's sort of that that kind of vocalizations, and every time that happened, the guy next to me sang the Lion King bit, <coughs> ah, so when the wherever it is, and I just I wanted to like when you do like a back fist, like that, it was really annoying me, um, because it was just not okay. Yeah, that's it was not it's not okay to do that. That's, uh, that that's about really, shit, really Yeah. Um. So. Uh, okay. But. Black Panther was really good. I really enjoyed it. I think that actual Black Panther and the baddie Killmonger were were brilliant. They were they were really good. And and like we've said sort of before, the best baddies sort of tend to you tend to empathise with them or understand their struggle a little bit or understand why they are you know what they are. Um, and this film did that really well. You kind of you knew he was like being a bit of a a bad bastard but ultimately you, you had a, a certain sympathy with him and I really liked that I thought it was I thought it was really good a couple of gripes I thought a lot of the the fighting sequences were really hastily edited like you couldn't tell what was going on so that mm-hmm. would be my kind of one gripe that I kind of wished that the, there was a couple of like long takes which were nice that broke things up but Like there was definitely one fight at the start and one fight at the end that were all kind of in darkness and with the very dark suits because you know Black Panther is a very dark suit and the guy's fighting has also got a similar, very similar looking suit on as well. Um, And it's just very hard to see what's going on. I just sort of felt like, you know, that that wasn't so satisfying. But the actual story itself was, yeah, it was wicked. Everyone was good. Everyone was good in it, apart from. Uh, apart from Martin Freeman, I'm not. I'm not sure that you should really let him do an American accent.
1: Yeah, I. I heard um, somebody recently had because I. I think we've spoken before about Fargo, the TV adaptation, and I yeah. mentioned that in the first series of that he's one of the main characters, and his American accent is so distracting the whole time. Oh my god! And. Um, Recently I was listening to another film podcast which I don't recommend anyone ever does. Um but somebody had the exact opposite opinion about that and just said, Oh he's great and his American accent's fantastic. And it's like Fuck What's wrong with these people? Um okay. yeah, people's ears just obviously operating in different ways. Yeah. But um yeah, so he, he was distracting or his accent wasn't good. What about um Gollum? How was um your man. Yeah,
0: he's, he's really good, but um, someone, ha- someone that I was speaking to about uh, Andy Circus and his sort of performance in it would you know raised a point with me. and I thought he was good in it. He was quite brutal, and he's probably the reason why I probably won't take the kids to see it because kind of what he does in it, there's a few moments that are just very kind of violent and a bit sadistic and it and i sort of felt like it was a little bit kind of too much for a 12a okay. um but he's over it in every single scene and i don't mind it i don't mind that at all but he really is sort of playing it up like really chewing the scenery in every single scene and okay. uh, someone someone made a good point in basically saying that people who have got a background in like mocap like facial capture have to be really expressive with their facial features to, you know, get that thing to work, to get mm-hmm. those little, uh, you know, sort of dots on their face to move around, uh, give the animators something so to work he, with.
1: he's been working at, like, sort of 15 for ages, and really he needs to dial it back to, like, sort of 8. Yeah, yeah
0: he's he's basically lit, really wild-eyed and expressive, which is not a problem, and he, he was good in it, but... I um, think
1: I'm going to hate him, and... I think because the he's not is he's so not important.
0: in it too much he's not in it that much okay okay he's not, I will
1: go see it he really isn't
0: yeah I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it um but yeah I mean he's he's quite big in this so I'm kind of thinking maybe actually um it is Andy Circus mo-capping Andy Circus, but a big one
1: okay yeah that, Do you think? that would make sense yeah yeah
0: uh, so I've also been to see The Shape of Water went to see that yesterday with girlfriend of the podcast Mandy um, no incidents in the cinema whatsoever it was nice and quiet, everyone was well behaved
1: Serenity
0: Serenity, yeah. yeah, I actually thought it was really good I think it's one of his best films but, and this is a big but there is one gripe I have in it is I, big I'm, but. I can't really talk about it without you seeing it um, but I do have a big gripe and we'll come back to it once you've seen it, okay. uh, we can spoiler it, li- spoiler it a little. But overall, I thought it was really good. It was quite moving, um, <laughs> but actually, no, but the but the emotional peak sort of for me, and I spoke to Mandy about it as well, and I think she sort of felt the same, that the emotional kind of height of the film happened about halfway, two thirds of the way through the film. Um, okay. And then maybe petered out a little bit as it is it. Kind of became a little bit more of a, a tense affair. Um, Michael Shannon was good in it, but he's he's sort of playing that kind of weird, like bug-eyed, crazy, threatening character that he does quite well. But he was good in it. Um, it was you know some nice bits of shock violence that I thought were that were quite good. Uh, okay. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. But I do really want to talk about this one gripe with you because
1: can we just stick to calling it Ollie's big butt,
0: please? Yeah, Ollie's okay. big butt. Yeah, yeah. fine. Okay, okay. We'll, come back uh, that. well that's me. Yeah, so. So what are you out of ten? That's a nine, is it? Um, oh, do do we want to quickly talk about Gods of Egypt because we've both watched that?
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, in this week's what we've seen in Netflix. Um, yeah. I've I've. Uh, Can taken you just do recommend- the jingle for that? This week's what we've seen on Netflix.
0: Ooh. Okay, it's fine. Okay. So what do you think to uh, Gods of Egypt? So this one stars Gerard Butler as an um, Egyptian god set.
1: Yeah. I actually, like, followed along with it and didn't get bored. Um, yeah, I'd, is, I'd agree. I'd is agree. that... For, I mean, I don't know if that's a ringing endorsement or anything, but, um, I mean, like I followed it and was quite happy to kind of stick with it.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, my initial thoughts were, oh, the, these pair must be the English characters, like, they must be the, you know, the very, like, you know, Frodo, Baggins, Legolas kind of speaking people. Oh, I I do say, Huh, the gods will be displeased with us today. <laughs> uh, I, did, I did sort of feel like they, you know, the, the first two people you see, the young lad and, and his missus, uh, were... The were, young were lad and
1: his, like... Largely, kind of like breast-based acting. <laughs> <research>. like <laughs> that's,
0: ba- that's true. And I'm going to get onto that point. I'm going okay. to get onto that point. Um, the point of the breasts, which is a big point. Um, Couple. And I thought they were going to be like, oh, these are the English people. Like you know, for whatever reason that may be. Uh, you know.
1: I I think you've. I, I don't really agree with this point. I, I just think like I mean it's a it's. Uh, I think that, yeah, there probably is a problem here, which is, like, they could have cast some people that actually had some, like, sort of Egyptian lineage instead of a bunch of, like, sort of Westerners. Um, So that would be good. But I think once they cast people who are, like, British or American or whatever it might be, I think having having them do like stupid accents to kind of like almost try uh, probably it would just get more distasteful the more they badly tried to do an egyptian accent so i think them doing just their own accents fine uh, but it seems to have totally distracted you
0: well no because i, st- I once i kind of got past that it, it started becoming quite amusing because you had <laughs> you you're basically like about 15 minutes into the film it's all going really well uh, you know your your main man of Egypt. You you know your main man. He's like being really nice to everybody, sharing his wealth. And then Gerard Butler comes along as set, and he stabs his dad, and he's like, right, everything that you've got, you have to give to us, and you know, basically puts everyone into poverty. And he's being a right bad asshole. And then he was really, he was, but he was really, he was like, I thought he was really good, but like at the point when you're thinking we're going to make a film, it's going to be about like the gods of Egypt, it's going to be set in Egypt, there's going to be loads of Egyptian things, we're going to get Set, who is like a, an Egyptian god, who are we going to get? I don't know, who, who can we get? Oh, let's get someone from Scotland to do it. I, I, I don't know how I'd sell that in in the exec studio to the producers going, yeah, uh, we're, going, we're going to get a Gerard Butler to play an Egyptian god. Yeah, he's not gonna. No, he's not gonna try and change his accent at all. In fact, he's he's gonna sound very, very Scottish.
1: Is that not the same thing that happened with? 300? I killed
0: my old dad.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I, <laughs> was that an attempted Scottish accent? Because it, yeah, it was pretty a bad. It was, you, know, you do it then. <laughs> <laughs> but did he did he not just end up doing the same thing in Three Hundred? This is Sparta. He's got a long line of these films that he's good at taking a shirt off in.
0: Okay, well, look, I mean, once you kind of get over that, and I'm not saying, you know, whether it's right or wrong, but it, it did kind of take me out of the film for a bit, but then it was kind of stupidly entertaining. You know, you do, you do just sort of go along with it. But the other thing I would say that it simultaneously looks like a piece of shit and looks like really <laughs> expensive... Yeah, I don't know why that is. I think it might be like, you know, the copy and paste millions of people in this massive stadium that are literally doing nothing. Yeah. So it, it kind of looks epic and grand. But then when you really look closely, they're not doing anything. And it's like <laughs> five, five of the same guys. It's like, it's like FIFA 2003. Yeah, I would
1: agree. I, but I get what you mean as well, though, because some of the CG is quite elaborate yeah Um, like good imagery so like when um, is it Horus he is the other god that fights a lot with set
0: the big the really big man that they they kind of make everyone else look tiny against well that's what all the gods are they're kind of to scale but they don't always do it (laughs) I think sometimes they forget to do it
1: there is a I don't know if they forget to do it I'd like to see if you can send me an image of where they've forgotten to do it that would be great but um, there is one particular bit where he's in the bath and then these women are washing him and it's like the, the height of his head (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the borrowers wash this man's ears um, <laughs> but yeah so like when he flies away at the end it's like he could just kind of pretty much do what Neo does at the end of the first Matrix and kind of like yeah. fly away really quickly but instead yeah. like the camera like sweeps around and then follows him like sort of flying around over the top of like this Egyptian city and it, it goes quite elaborately all around a number of different sort of like PlayStation
0: One rendered images.
1: Yeah, and then he flies away. So quite a complex, like arcing camera movement that comes all the way around, rather than yeah. just like right, get out of here. Anyway, yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. I woke up at two a.m. on Friday night. I think I know Thursday yeah. night, and yeah. um, watched it again. I just I couldn't sleep, so I put it. I put the remainder of it on because I hadn't finished it. And I stayed yeah. up and watched all of it, so I was up until yeah. about half three watching Gods of Egypt this <laughs> week. But in fairness, like I, I'd been in bed for a while before that. It's just I don't know what happened. I just couldn't stay asleep. Okay, I think, I mean, I think it was. I think it was playing on my mind. Gotta get back to finish Gods of Egypt off.
0: What happens? Uh, yeah, I think, and and we're just going to get to the you know the the breast situation. I don't know who the film's for. Is is my final thought on it because. On one hand, Holly's final thought. Thank you. On one hand, I don't think it's quite for kids because it's got a lot of those boobs in it. Like, I mean, they're they're fairly well concealed, but they're practically always on display, and it's pretty gratuitous. Practically, as
1: opposed to CG.
0: There's a lot. Every female in that film, uh, the breasts are kind of front and centre. (laughs) <laughs> every every cost every every costume to, like on the back of their heads or something like that <laughs> no but every costume is made to accentuate the the breasts yeah um the there's no female in the film that's just you know that it, it's all that way so i mean obviously the the guys the unity. guys have the guys have got their their pecs out but let, let me just sort of get to this so i don't i don't really think that it's for kids or like you know teens or whatever well, not teens but may, maybe it's not for for my kids anyway but then you've got Gerald butler transforming into a kind of power ranger god-winged thing having a having a big fight so i don't really think it's for for grown-ups either so i kind of wonder is there a is there like a kind of perfect moment in someone's life where gods of egypt just makes perfect sense
1: i i think man children is who this is for does it do you know what i mean Men that just haven't fully grown up
0: yet. So I mean that's why we both think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give uh, us I, the I, sex immunity. I, I
1: get that thing about um like sort of the suit as well. It's quite Power Rangers. When they morph into like the Megazord and Power Rangers and all the different bits assemble. Yeah. They've managed yeah. to do that with um, set stealing like the sort of all seeing eye uh, yeah. And the heart of um, his father, or whatever it was, I can't remember. But all he's the done. good bits, and it's like, yeah. yeah. And he's stolen the wings from someone else, and he's like, fucking yeah. look at me, I am the Megazord now. <laughs> power I mean, that up, was that was up, a bit
0: from. Is that a bit from the film? <laughs> <laughs> was that, did you just did you just play a clip from the film there? Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> play me another clip. I'd be that fucking can of iron brew. I need to power up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it says uh, sex and nudity that are revealing clothes that show cleavage but no nudity in the movie the okay. film contains a brief scene of intimacy between set and hater set is seen lying hater is going to hate <laughs> is it hater or hatter mad hater uh, <laughs> set is seen lying next to hater on a bed and kissing her on the lips the scene then cuts yeah. to a couple uh, to the couple waking up in the bed where they are implied to be naked but no nudity is actually shown.
0: Oh and there's just like loads of like she's just rolling over just enough to show a tiny bit of flesh but Edge-based. the hair's dangling in front of it, you know, and it's just it's that kind of thing all the way through. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's it's just it's a bit gratuitous. But yeah, I mean, you know, be interested to hear what other people I
1: wonder. There's about, probably yeah. an interesting way to achieve that by just like drawing like a green line over a nipple, and then you just paint in hair on top of it in CG. Or oh, Superman's moustache. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So that's uh gods of Egypt. Yeah. Um, shall we deep dive? Okay, so this week's deep dive is on... Um, a look ahead towards films that are coming up in March. Okay. Um,
0: so what we got? First of all, March the 1st, we've got uh, Red Sparrow.
1: Okay. And uh, I called this out a while back as being one that I was keen to see. Um, but okay. I was a little bit worried that maybe it was just sort of Jennifer Lawrence's version of Atomic Blonde.
0: Doing an accent. Yeah. And um, now Red Sparrow. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll give you the official synopsis. Uh, the official synopsis! Ballerina Dominika Egarova is recruited to Sparrow School, a Russian intelligence service where she is forced to use her body as a weapon. But her first mission targeting a CIA agent, threatens to unravel the security of both nations.
1: I mean, I do you think this one's nations. for um, man-children as well? How do we get Jennifer Lawrence to be as almost nude as possible on screen?
0: That's what I... That's kind of what I think, yeah. When when I see the trailer, I do... There's that bit where she's kind of, like, walking in a swimming costume, very revealing, and then... What's his... Joel Edgerton? He sort of turns around and, like... He's like, huh. Wow. Nice. <laughs> And it's just like <laughs> that. That that seems to be what what the film what the film might be is just. There's a possible
1: chance that it's all there in the trailer, and actually, the film itself, when you go and see it, is going to have a bit more of another level to it, like a sort of extra layer of interestingness.
0: Um.
1: No, probably just boobs <sighs> as well.
0: I don't really think I want to go and see it. Okay. No. Um. So I've got some sex and nudity. Right. I mean, it's not out yet, is it? It's not, but, but well, someone someone's put some up It and some violence, uh, which, which contains a spoiler, but I'm going to read it anyway. People can fast forward, you know, a minute. Uh, the film also features some nudity. These include some quick shots of female upper body nudity and a brief scene featuring a fully naked man.
1: Wow. Okay, so you can see his arsehole and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping the scene is just a fully naked man on like a rotating plinth. <laughs> you see <So> you everything <laughs> from all angles. Now, touch your toes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cough. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so, yeah, that might
0: be it. And, and also, uh, there's some violence. The film contains some scenes of violence. Some of the stronger scenes include one where a man's neck is being strangled with a wire, with blood seen streaming from the wound, and a torture scene where a man's skin is peeled off Ooh. by a grafting device. So, up for it. Yeah, so I mean, you get to see a man maybe fully naked. I mean, this, he might be on a plinth, he might be like on a kebab spit, and he might be getting shaved like a kebab.
1: I think that really the trailer should have just had big text that said this film contains a scene where a man has his skin peeled off, and then I'd be like, yeah. cool, I'm go and see that." I'm in. <laughs> I'm fully in.
0: Can I just ask you a, qu- a quick question?
1: Um, no. It's a
0: real quick. Is it, no. Do, do you do you remember um, the the kit from Knight Rider, the car? Yeah, I think it's oh. just
1: Kit, not the Kit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Do you remember? Have you got an, uh, an image of that in your mind?
1: Um, yeah, the red beam that sort of. Now, how do you mouth. feel?
0: How do you feel now? I mean, you've had that image in your mind, I means that. What what kind of emotion does that evoke? Just confusion about the questioning, the line of questioning. Okay. Okay, so nothing. I mean, nothing really. Just no. that you remember it. Yeah. Not not feeling
1: strong feels about that.
0: Okay. Uh, so March the ninth. Uh, oh, is, is this
1: before? all building towards like what's the one that I resonate most with, and that's what Dwayne the Rock
0: Johnson should remake next? No, no. Okay. No. Okay. Well, let You'll, You'll know. You'll know. when you get there. Okay. So, uh, what have you got next? Have you got anything? So,
1: yeah. What about Ready Player One? It's coming out very soon.
0: Oh, is that is that the one where there's loads of references in it?
1: Right, okay. This has been a yeah. big build-up.
0: That's been a big build-up, yeah. Ollie's obviously so this is, got
1: something to say here.
0: Well, no, I mean, but I'm just saying that this, this is the one where uh, there's lots of, just lots of references, things, no. so people go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember Iron Man. The oh, man. Or Iron Giant. Iron oh, yeah, Giant. yeah, there's Freddy, oh, yeah, Freddy Krueger, oh, I remember. Do you remember Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Oh, well, he's in it. I lived with him for six months. Do you remember Tron? Do you remember the film Tron? Yeah. Well, you'll like this film then because Tron's in it. Tron is that a person? Yeah. What about Akira? Do you remember that? Mm, not as well, no. But yeah, well, I, d- I've got I mean, to do but it. but it's it's in this. So you're going to like it because it's in it's referenced. Yeah. And Tomb Raider's in there. Tomb Raider. So yeah, Tomb Raider's in there.
1: Like Lara Croft. Yeah. So and what,
0: Duke Newcomb and uh, the car from Back to the Future.
1: Duke Newcomb's in there.
0: Yeah. Gandalf's in there.
1: Okay. Who's
0: who's playing Tomb, uh,
1: Lara Croft?
0: CG, Oh. computer graphics are playing it. Okay, but so, you're, when you're in there, you'll be watching the film, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember Lara Croft."
1: So is this your big sort of long-winded way of saying this is not very clever?
0: Yeah. Okay. Can I give you the Can I give you the official synopsis? This is Steven Spielberg films. So he's normally pretty good. His films.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the official synopsis, but feel free, Ali. You're the one that obviously has things to say about this movie.
0: I mean, and, and I did want to drag it out for longer as well, but yeah. you know we'll do it because it's actually out at the end of the month, March the 29th. So we're doing this in some sort of weird Dunkirk-esque chronological um, <laughs> <yeah>. staccato <laughs> yeah. or a sort of all over the place. Yeah, oh, weird. Uh, you know, so fine. Um, the official synopsis: When the creator of a virtual reality world called the Oasis dies. He releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will give the finder his fortune. Wade Watts... What? ...finds the first clue and starts a race for the egg. Okay. So, you know. Sounds a bit like Tron. Did you ever see the, the very first poster for this film? Because yeah. I've got a note here that says really long leg on the poster. <laughs> okay, ready player one poster. So he's on a he's on a ladder and he's got a really long leg. Okay, yep, now I'm taking a look. Yep, yeah, confirmed He's mm-hmm. a really long leg. Okay, so
1: that's a long oh yeah, actually somebody has <laughs> done so remember I think last week you were talking about the skyscraper film. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the like inaccuracy of the jump that he's gonna yeah. make. So yeah. somebody's done the same thing where <laughs> where he's um, Ian looks at it- memes. <laughs> yeah. So somebody's um, pointing out the height of the hip and the angle of the pelvis. Um, r- rung inside the knee. So the rung of the ladder has gone inside his knee. Uh, yeah. Seam crosses from top of thigh to front of ankle (laughs) Uh, and yeah just an extremely long leg yeah it is
0: a very long leg
1: so you're not keen on this one then
0: well I'm not excited by it no Um, I think it's just like nerd culture I mean I'm a a nerd I, I am a nerd but this is like the most obvious nerd culture going it's like all of the things that you just go oh yeah There's Gandalf, there's Overwatch, there's Tomb Raider, there's Back to the Futures, Kit from Night. you know. And it's just like, it's not any different, I don't think, from observational comedy, which is literally just, do you remember Panda Pop? Yeah. It's just evoking, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you just remember it. You, it's not there for a reason. I mean, I, I hear Iron Giant is in it as a main character. So maybe there's a reason, you know, for that. But I'm just waiting to see if there's any real substance to it. I don't think it looks very good.
1: So, yeah, I mean, does is it not kind of similar to um, what was, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph? It had a lots, lots of these sort of um, retro video game nerd sort of references in it as well didn't it but it had a real heart
0: uh, it did and wreck it ralph was kind of written so that wreck it ralph was kind of like a new you know video game character in that world it wouldn't have worked without it you know it wouldn't have worked without having all the other video game characters in there yeah, so I don't know. It just it, let's just see if there's actually a reason to have all these references in there beyond just you know seeing them and going, oh yeah, it's, it's that's the one. Yeah, I, watch.
1: I think I think some of them are only going to be in the movie as long as they were in the trailer, like a sort of fly through yeah. momentary thing. Yeah. Um, on further investigation, Ian has found that the meme um, has actually had somebody build a skeleton and then <laughs> like a cg skeleton and then pose it in the same way and it says here uh, it's not the compositing artist it's simply a poor angle selection so it does actually look um true like sort of physically possible it's mm. just the angle makes his leg look really stupidly long
0: okay so that's a uh, that's another fact for you um, so I've got so, one I've got one more fact here So the music score Was originally going to be composed By longtime Steven Spielberg Collaborator John Williams However Due to scheduling conflicts Working on the post By Steven Spielberg uh, He had to He had to leave And Alan Silvestri took over Okay So I can imagine Steven Spielberg Was really pissed off When he heard that Steven Spielberg <laughs> Was taking up his time
1: Yeah who's
0: this who's this fucking Steven Spielberg (laughs) don't know I'm the biggest (laughs) guy in Hollywood (laughs) get get this Steven Spielberg on the phone now John Williams working for who Steven who's this guy get him on the phone now Um, it is funny because I would kind of
1: I would tend to think that maybe John Williams would be better for something like this than the post Yeah,
0: but Uh, maybe John Williams is like, yeah, but you're just going to maybe go and do a load of my old scores, aren't you, as references.
1: Yeah, okay, fair.
0: And he'd be like, fuck off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So actually, the the one thing that made me kind of think I'd like to see this, because I'm really not excited for it at all, but um, it was the music in the trailer. I think Hmm. um, the pure imagination song, you know it? No. 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 Um, anyway, that that the way it's used in the um, trailer is very emotive. Pure imagination is from like, um, is it um, Willy Wonka? Char- no, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the movie. Oh no, Willy Wonka and the Cho- Chocolate Factory. What, what oh you Yeah, say? I
0: remember that film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Fine. That. Oh. Uh, so, Gringo, mm-hmm. uh, March the ninth, by Nash. Director Nash. Edgerton, who seems like he might be related to Joel Edgerton, who's also in the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll give you the official synopsis. The uh, official synopsis! Gringo, a dark comedy mixed with white knuckle action and dramatic intrigue, explores the battle of survival for businessman Harold Soyenka Soy, uh, when he finds himself crossing the line from law abiding citizen to wanted criminal.
1: So this is this is basically the same as American yeah. Maid with Tom Cruise,
0: right? Yeah. So uh, is it David o-
1: Do you want me just to say it? Yeah. David O' What? O'yellow.
0: David. Oyelowo. O'yellower. Yeah. Okay, so uh, and they give David Oyelowo... yellower. They give him like this um I think it's like a, a cannabis pill or something like that to you know to transport uh, somewhere and he ends up getting kidnapped by a cartel and uh, mayhem ensues and I think it kind of looks quite good okay. although I wouldn't have been surprised if it was like a a Netflix one you know one that went to Netflix first okay by the look of it
1: so yeah I saw this one as well and watched the trailer The thing that caught my eye actually is in the listings for the films on the website that I was looking at that were coming out in March, the poster looks really similar to like three or four different things that um, Marvel have put out recently. So like the Thor Ragnarok and I think Black Panther and maybe one other, they've done this thing where they do almost like a sort of symmetrical um, vector art mixed with people's faces sort of thing. So they've pretty much ripped that off with this poster. Um, Okay,
0: maybe they did it first.
1: Yep, maybe. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to sort of post it to compare and contrast them. Um, Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, I think the trailer, like, it does look okay. I think the people in this are more interesting to me than American Made was, but I'm probably still only about as excited for this as I was for um, American Made. And I've not watched American Made a year later, so...
0: Well, there's only so excited you can be about uh, drug trafficking films, is what I say.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a legal limit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on to Tomb Raider. Fine. Yeah, so Lara Croft, the fiercely independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she finds herself on the island where her father disappeared.
0: Okay. So what are you saying about this? Okay, uh, well, supposedly it's based off the 2013 reboot of the video game series. <laughs> but I wonder if they're going to keep in like any of the weird things that happen in it. Uh, because I seem to remember towards the end of that game, it goes from being like, you know, other people exploring the tombs to like a kind of terracotta army style creature chasing her as well. So I, I wonder if they're going to keep it grounded in reality... Or whether they're going to take on some of those more video gamey aspects of enemies increasing in difficulty,
1: things, and things, that, things that were done in the first uh, adaptations with Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Don't know, so I'd be interested. About, bad bad about CG. That. Um, yeah, yeah, I so don't what do you know. Think? Uh, I, there wasn't clear really what the purpose of the story was with this one. Like I know it's a reboot, but I'm just fucking sick of that like, origin story stuff. Okay. like I know roughly who she is yeah take her on a cool new adventure rather than yeah. kind of doing this like oh my dad and all that sort of stuff that's been in probably about four games now and yeah. two films so yeah. the third film and the fifth game
0: <laughs> um, yeah let's just keep keep doing the
1: the same thing over origin
0: over. story again and again but oh.
1: this time it's not sexist yeah oh. um, okay so that's Tomb Raider um, yeah. So
0: on on the so just wanted to say actually on the trailer it's got one of our um, you know r- rapidly most annoying trailer sure. cliches which is yeah uh, it's got a slow version of a song on it on the trailer okay you know a really kind of heartfelt slow gloomy depressing version of a song and it's a uh, Survivor by Destiny's Child. Okay. It's it's really. I mean, they really pushed the boat out to make it really wrenching, full wrench. <laughs> so I'm wondering what's what? you know what what the next what you know when we're going to see that particular trailer trope pop up again. I reckon it would probably be a minimum of about 48 hours.
1: I've seen it in another film, which we can move on to now, if you like. Okay, cool. Yeah, go. It's the next big Schwarzenegger film. Patrick Schwarzenegger, that is.
0: <laughs> right, okay. The official synopsis:
1: The film follows seventeen-year-old Katie Price, unfortunately named, um, played by Bella Thorne, sheltered since childhood with a life-threatening sensitivity to sunlight. Katie's world opens up after dark when she ventures out to play her guitar for travelers. One night, she meets Charlie Patrick Schwarzenegger, whom she's secretly admired for years. There's more to this, but like, I'm, I'm just. That's probably
0: enough. Basically, so what? Who who's Patrick Schwarzenegger?
1: He's Charlie.
0: Yeah, but who is who is he in real life? Well, guess. Is is son? Yeah. Hey, daddy. <laughs> I made it I to the movies. <laughs> um, Just like my puppy.
1: So he's been in a few different things. It says here he was in The Benchwarmers, Stuck in Love, Grown Ups Two, Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, Dear Eleanor. Go North and Midnight Sun now Midnight okay. Sun looks bad, like quite bad Okay. Um, it's it's got this like sort of false heartwarmingness that I think like you know the trailer for the start of Left Behind when everything's serene before everyone gets taken to heaven and leaves a clothes. all the, all
0: the, all the clothes get left behind
1: <laughs> it's kind of like that type of world <laughs> okay Uh, where just everything's perfect Um, so yeah okay Uh, I mean I'm not going to see it I don't think anyone has
0: to see it what are you going to see I mean because we're going to have to wrap up I mean what 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 are you going to see yeah what are you excited for
1: well I'm going to go and catch up with stuff that I missed in January and February and all the (laughs) all the stuff that's in uh, we're talking about March now okay so March I'm really not that keen for anything to be honest even like Pacific Rim Uprising, that looks rubbish. Like who who's that for? That's for me. Is it? I mean, I, I asked for that. It looks garbage,
0: mate. So uh, death Jake Wish. Jake Pen- Jake The official Synopsis Jake Pentecost, son of Stacker Pentecost, reunites with Mako Mori to lead a new generation of Jaeger pilots, including rival Lambert and fifteen year old hacker Amara against a new kaiju threat look it's just big robots hitting big monsters you know it'd be fine
1: Death wish and, with Bruce Willis uh,
0: can I just ask you one thing because you're you're a producer of of, of sorts um, John Boyega is producing this film as well as playing the lead of Jake Pentecost and mm-hmm. uh, what do you think that entails for him to be a producer do you think it's, it's cash or it's responsibility or you know is he is he you know uh clocking you know everybody's hours in on a spreadsheet is he planning <laughs> is he taking is he doing stand-up meetings he's got post-it notes all over what 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 is what, what does it mean I think, it's, think it means I think it's post-it notes
1: and yeah mean yeah mainly that end of things really I'm surprised he's had time to do the acting part
0: yeah um <laughs> no I, I mean just, there is that scene where he's just you know, got a load of post-it notes stuck everywhere. And he's
1: planning the the next Jager attack, but actually, if if you look at the 4K version, you can see that the post-it yeah. notes are all to do with the film production and nothing to do yeah. with plot. And it'll just be one of those scenarios where in order for him to sign up, he gets a producer credit. Oh, okay. Either that, or like because he's been instrumental in like getting a couple of other people involved, he got a producer credit. I okay, that, well,
0: I mean, I'm not saying he's not deserving of it, but I'll just... I'm just wondering what that, that would entail, when, you know, because when I when saw. someone's when someone's a producer of an album, that normally means that they're mixing, mastering, all that kind of stuff. When someone's a producer of a video game, it normally means they're they've got a hand in everything, like they're you know they're writing, they're game designing, they're you know they're overseeing things. But what does it mean when you're when you're you know producing a film? That's 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 the oh. question. It's what I want to find out.
1: Oh right, okay. Well, there's there's three different types really. Okay. Um, there's the one who will deal with the day-to-day production and organisation so from the bottom level of like organising people, people's bacon rolls when they need them to okay. the do we actually have the set set up on that day to make sure that we're able to get through the scenes we need to get through. That's like the the actual line production sort of side of it. Right. Hands then, on. Then there's casting production which is uh, basically the person that will be organizing the talent before um, so that they basically have all the right people to play the right characters and then there's the uh, producer who will be dealing with the money so making sure that they get the money and probably all three of those things are kind of merged together in some ways but and often sometimes it's you know often sometimes often it's one person that does all those things on smaller production that's that's what what I think film production is and I've been told okay. that by somebody who does it. So
0: Wow you know, Okay. We're dealing uh, with it. So what here. what have you got next? What have you got next?
1: We could very quickly mention so well, I've already tried to a couple of times, but um Don't we know. could do Death Wish with Bruce Willis. Okay. Um now we've talked about this before, briefly. I think maybe in the <laughs> year look ahead.
0: Have you seen the original yeah. Death Wish films? I've seen the first one. Okay.
1: What are your a, thoughts a on that? A long
0: time ago though, yeah, a lot uh, I think I might have even seen one and two.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, fine, fine for the time. Yeah, um,
1: quite questionable. You know,
0: yeah. For for Yeah, I mean that's what that. I mean. Fine, fine for the. Uh, I mean for the time they are of, of its time. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know what? The very first trailer of this Death Wish film, I thought it would just looked absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then about a week ago and when you're listening to the podcast it'll probably be about a month ago they released like a kind of uh, a more tongue-in-cheek trailer like a grindhouse trailer so I have a little search for that and, and I think if the film was more in that kind of jokey kind of tongue-in-cheek super gory a little bit ropey looking uh, way I think I might be more behind it but the very first trailer was very serious like it was, had, had some kind of like political message but that political message seemed to be Bruce Willis running around shooting people. Yeah. But the actual Grindhouse trailer made it look more like it was just like a violent, daft film. And, and that sort of sold it to me a little bit more, but this kind of very questionable first trailer didn't. And I thought it was, you know, a bit off-putting. Okay. That's my big take.
1: Ollie's big take, I, I think.
0: <laughs> God, there's such resignation in that.
1: <laughs> me? Ollie's big take. I'm just uh I don't think this is a good month, Ollie.
0: Um let me let me just run you through a couple of interesting ones then. We, okay. Like, just to finish it, just to finish it off. Just, we'll 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 go through a couple of interesting ones that might cheer you up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we've got um a film called Unsane. Have you heard about this one?
1: Mhm. Uh well no, I've I've heard about it. I don't know too much
0: about it. Okay. So this is uh by director Steven Soderbergh. Uh, official synopsis. A young woman is involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of her delusion? Um, her what? Now, delusion. delusion. <laughs> so, like, the, it, it does look pretty good. Um, so she kind of like, she's got like a stalker man. So he's like stalking her everywhere. And she goes to this clinic to kind of, you know, speak to people to kind of make sense of it. And she moves out of the city and she goes somewhere else and she speaks to these people. And then one day they basically lock her in a room and say, you're mental, you're going in this institution. Um, And then it it becomes a little bit of a um, girl interrupted slash one flew over the cuckoo's nest with, you know, the twist of, you know, again, like, is she crazy, really? Or um, have they got her there against her will? And it looks quite it looks quite horrifying, okay. I must say. Uh, so it's quite interesting. But here's the really interesting point. It was shot on iPhone. Interesting. Really interesting so whole, point. <laughs> so the whole film was uh, actually shot on iPhone. And it does look really good. Wow. I found this uh, out after I'd watched the trailer. Um, And I went back to rewatch the trailer and it does look very good. Wow. So, you know, interested in that one. So that uh, listeners is, is, is my film to look out for this, this one, this year, Um, uh, this this month, this month. And my other one to look out for, apart from Isle of Dogs, not falling into that trap again isle of dogs looks pretty good uh wes anderson it's like a, an animation in the same style of uh, fantastic mr fox but with dogs on a kind of daring mission so it uh, looks quite good big big voice cast in this one but the one i'm most up for ollie's most up for journeyman this is director paddy considine it's a boxing film what well not a boxing film but it's got boxing in it okay so, official synopsis the boxer matty burton suffers a serious head injury during a fight it is about the impact this has on his marriage his life and his family so he yeah he suffers like a traumatic head injury after this fight a little i guess a little bit like bleed for this you know he he breaks his neck but in this one he you know suffers like a kind of brain hemorrhage um bleed on the brain and, and it, it you know he has to sort of rebuild his life and and uh It looks really good, it's got Paddy Considine in it He's always reliable, he's directing it Um, You know, I think That that and Unsane Are probably my picks for March
1: Okay, so the one thing about Journeyman Is I think that Paddy Considine Doesn't look particularly Convincing as a boxer That's all I mean, I I think it could be Could be good, I mean he's always Like you say, reliable, I just don't think he's very bo- boxer looking is all, but that's fine, and sticking with the ring, I've got two other ring based films, so walk like a panther okay yeah, uh, not the ring, but walk like no, a no. panther um, okay what do you reckon to the look of this
0: uh so this is this is a kind of one of these, and we've spoken about this type of film before where like there's a you know big bad corporate people come in and try and mess up a small community, small community band together and push out big corporation. So this, they basically come in and and close uh, the half Nelson pub down. So the the people of the village, they band together and they put on a wrestling match to, you know, sort of, you know, raise some money or, or whatever. Um, and it looks a little bit like the full Monty or something like that. And we saw a trailer for it last night before, um, Shape of Water, and yeah, I I will say that I turned to Mandy, looked at her, and just went, nah.
1: Yeah, it it looks, even from the imagery, like I've only seen, I've not even watched the trailer yet, I've just seen pictures of it, but it doesn't look very good at all.
0: It's a shame, because I really like uh, old Stephen Graham, I think he's a, he's a fantastic actor, so, mm. you know, but look, you know, might be fine, but... What was your other? What was your other ring-based film?
1: Well, not that's coming out in March, but just news that Creed Two is fully going ahead now. Um, yeah. So Sylvester Stallone um, is now joined by Dolph Lundgren um, as yeah Even Drago again. Okay. Um, but he will be training. By the looks of it, from the poster, it's this half and half poster of yeah. um, Creed or what, yeah. what's Creed's name? He's not Apollo Creed. He's, he's Adonis. Sorry. Adonis so he's in front of a uh, trainer in a hoodie uh, Sylvester Stallone and then on the other side you've got Ivan um, Drago Jr. and yep. Dolph Lundgren um, so Ivan yep. Drago so that's like well, you know that's
0: interesting <sighs> bit of news that's a little hot scoop for you there
1: yeah so Florian uh, Big Nasty Montenu, uh is Ivan Drago Jr. Okay. what
0: do
1: you think about that Big um,
0: well, I, I I was a bit disappointed because I I feel like Adonis fighting Drago Junior is for me a bit too on the nose. That's a little bit. Do you remember that fight from Rocky Four? Yeah, remember that fight where uh, his uh, dad killed his dad. Well, the sons are going to go at it now. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit on the nose. Um, it's a little bit, you know, too much. I like I said before. I think. I, I would have been well up for uh, Rocky actually dying in this uh, near the start and then Ivan Drago training Creed in order to sort of make good and help, uh, you know, right that wrong, I suppose, learn from something, have a redemption arc, that kind of stuff. But actually just fighting, you know, recreating the, the same fight but a generations gap, they're going to have to do something pretty interesting with it to uh, to get me... Excited by it Because at the moment I feel like it's a bit so, Too sorry, obvious A bit of
1: beverage and semi one
0: okay. mm, yeah, A bit less than that a bit, less I'm, than
1: I'm sort of a bit lukewarm on it Full Sammy Okay Yeah um, Anything else from March It's my birthday Yeah Film wise
0: There's a few Proud Mary looks good I'm up for that Okay um, Looks a little bit of a um, Kind of action-y Sort of I guess John Wick Style Style film which looks quite good. Looks like you should have a little investigate into that one. A wrinkle in time looks like it's also coming out. You said you liked the look of that one. You were never really here is also another one that I am excited about. So uh, yeah, that's it. And mom and dad as well. That's that's also out in March. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. It
1: well, plays out. We better get on to doing some um, prep for our next episode. Yeah. We've got four potential options to deal with. Yeah. Uh oh! <laughs> yeah. Who thought of doing this? Uh, okay, so <laughs> yeah. if um, yeah. you'd like to get in touch with us or just find out what's going on, um, you can follow us on Instagram at uf podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Um, and yeah, you can talk to Alexa about it as well. But I mean, the results yeah, are variable. I I mean. yeah. Alexa play the most recent guys on film podcast Mm. see there you go (laughs) 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 I was kind of hoping that it failed that time alright bye bye
2: mate